Blog Talk Radio. that they can to 
make his life miserable right now. So we definitely need to get out there and, and, and vote in masses. I mean, if you got to get the little guys on the corners with their pants hanging out to their ankles, go get them. Those are the ones that need to be, be be out at the polls for real. Because, I mean, if you can look at the majority of, I mean, I know a lot of guys that don't vote. And a lot of them really just don't really just care like that about, you know, what's going on. It's all about me, myself, and I. And not about what's going to bring us to a better place of living. So, I don't care about that. But Oh, yeah. We can change one person's mind. We can change 50. That 50 can turn into a thousand. That's oh, yeah. A million. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. That's primarily the thing that's really going on. I mean, that's one of the most important things right there, you know, that, that we as a people need to be paying attention to right now. Yeah. But uh, today we got an interesting show topic um, planned for today. As you can see, the title of today's subject is The Boundaries in Marriage. We will be breaking down this into a lot of different spectrums. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people either have experienced this or know someone who have experienced some type of boundaries in marriage, and everybody has their opinions on this particular topic. But some of the things which we're going to discuss today is, of course, marriage is the union between two people under God coming together as one. The concept of what's yours is mine and mine is yours should be a major part in continuing a healthy working marriage. But the question is, are there any boundaries in a marriage between the husband and the wife? With dealing with marital issues, is it okay to release this information with your family members, friends, or coworkers? Should men and women who have friends of the opposite sex continue their relationship as is, meaning that the relationship in which they had in the past, should that relationship continue over into their marriage? Also, what are the boundaries within that? And another question we're going to add on with that is, how often do males discuss their relationship issues with the opposite sex? Now, we know that, you know, sometimes our um, female, um, they do discuss, you know, their issues with, you know, their friends of the opposite um, Can husband and wives continue having their Facebook accounts separately? Should they share login and password information as well to that? And also with dealing with finances, should should the husband and wife have separate bank accounts or should they combine and have one single account? And also dealing with different dis- disciplinarian styles, how should a husband and wife coming from two different backgrounds raise their children based on their views of disciplinary action? So those are the things we're going to get into today. Of course, there will be other uh, topics in which may come up. If you want to get in live on the show, you can definitely dial 718-508-9972. If you don't have a profile on Blog Talk and you want to comment on the chat board, we see we do have a lot of guests on the chat board, uh, make sure you go and uh, you know register and create you a uh, an account so you can actually place a comment on the chat board so we can see what you guys, you know, your your opinions about today's subject. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and this is an opinionated show. We do not stress to be any experts on anything, but we do have an opinion. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. We may sound like experts, yeah. but you know, everybody we, has an opinion. Everybody discusses topics to these genres. We just actually bringing it to the masses. Oh yeah. Now we do have people that we will bring onto the show that do have an expertise on what we speak about, but. 
you know, today is is us, and we want to hear you guys also. Like Al said, our phone lines are open. We would definitely like to hear from you guys today. We're going to share some of our thoughts, and, and, and if we have any female uh, listeners out there right now that's not too nervous about speaking on the air, please let us know. You know, you can press that number one. We'll definitely bring you in and uh, express your opinion because, you know, this conversation can get well, it can be one-sided. You know, and all the ladies hear us say, you guys are always saying it's about women. Yes, right. We men. <laughs> I cannot give your opinion for you. So <laughs> speak up for yourself today. Most definitely. Most definitely. So um, I guess uh, we can go ahead and get right into it. We have a lot of information to discuss today. I'm going to go ahead and not waste any time with this particular show. Um, I guess, Kel, we can go ahead and... Um, Bring in our first guest as well and go ahead and introduce her to the show because I know she's been waiting. Okay, but she is on live. Go ahead, Al. Well, uh, thank you, everybody. Um, this is my aunt. Her name is Robert. And how you doing, Aunt Robert? Wonderful. How you guys doing? Doing great. We're doing great. Um, my aunt, um, she does have, I guess you would say, um, some type of expertise with dealing with marital issues. Uh, um, she um, assisted her church with working with other married couples in her church with any relationship issues in which they may have. So I really felt like it was appropriate to have her uh, to come on today. I did invite my uncle, who is her husband, um, but he um, is currently um, not available at the time. But she said that she was still going to come on and speak with us today. So um, we want to appreciate my aunt Robert for tuning in today and uh, let's get right into it people uh, yeah. the first question which we're going to ask is of course are there any boundaries in a marriage between husband and wife in general um <clears throat> I'm and, and to all those that don't know I am a married individual and uh I believe there should be some boundaries in, in your relationship, but not many, because once you become married, in my opinion, a lot of those boundaries should come down. When you're in a, a relationship mm-hmm. with somebody just being a boyfriend, girlfriend type situation, you have to guard yourself from certain situations. But once you say, I do, in front of the altar, your family, and God, most importantly, a lot of those boundaries have to fall out. Most definitely, most definitely. I can so you know I can definitely agree with that. I mean I, I've been around you know a lot of married couples and you know certain issues will come up and and um, discussions about the boundaries in relationship and some people have very opinionated issues about that. I mean you know you got some that feel like everyone should be able to you know well everyone in the marriage should um, you know should be free and then you have some that you know people should feel like. Um, we're one. Mm-hmm. You know, I put everything about you. You know, we shouldn't be hiding anything from any anybody. But when you do that, as far as hiding things from people, that's when issues arise, and it could come to the point where the smallest thing that is an issue could drive that relationship down. And yeah, it shouldn't be like. That. It shouldn't well, be like that. Well, you know, some of the things that do become boundaries, and, and you know, as I know, even in a, a relationship that, that's not committed to marriage, even just a regular relationship, money can be an issue that can create a boundary. Exactly. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, man, I think that we do have problems in the beginning if we're not taught the proper manner. Like, if I'm taught about money, how to be, um, you know, I, I know how to use my money well, 
and my wife doesn't, you know, I think that can become a problem later on in our relationship then into our marriage. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. one, of, one of the things that you, in my opinion, you should always be open with financial, um, mm-hmm. all your finances and, and, and everything of that nature because if you're not, you know, it can, it can definitely cause a problem. I mean, a lot of people get divorced because of marriage. Oh, yeah. I mean, not marriage, but uh, money. Right, right, right. Let's uh, let's ask my auntie if she had any issues or, or anyone that she worked with that had any um, boundary issues that were brought up to her with her, you know, counseling these couples. Let's bring her back in. Okay. Um, Brett, have you ever uh, worked with anybody, where, where you and Uncle John worked with anybody who um, their pretty much issues that, that was uh, tormenting their marriage resulted back into their own individual boundaries that they felt were being crossed. Yes. And sometimes, and it's always the, because of the background from each cultural, family cultural, uh, you have to understand when you come into the marriage, you are one, you are united. Mm -hmm. Biblically united. It's a a covenant with God. So whatever boundary you have, you have to understand that, hey, He's a male, you are the female. You should understand your role, he should understand his role. And the best key uh, from our experience and from the experience that we share with other couples is communication. Mm-hmm. Communication is, the, is and, and, and sometimes you might not have that spouse that like is very talkative or like to share things. But that's right. one that you have to have and you have to respect. There's so many things that you you can't, uh, for its boundary-wise, you just have to understand your role as a, in a marriage couple. You have to, you're not single anymore. You don't have that mindset of, set of being a bachelor. You don't have that mindset of being a bachelorette. You don't have that mindset. You can be independent, but be independent where you are led by the Holy Spirit and God. I do have a question. I have a question about that. Now, you know, like, as you said, our our cultural background and our upbringing, Mm -hmm. um, you do have a lot of individuals that were raised one way, and you do have some that are raised a different way. Now, you have some young ladies now, and I'm not just pinning all on the ladies, but you have some young ladies that come into the relationship, or and then once they get married, they do not know how to let go of the independent. You know, being independent, I mean, self-sufficient. If you've been dating this young lady for three years, you never lived together, you're doing it the proper way, and you you never got to see her operate on a one-on-one basis as far as you living together. And once you right. live together and she's so independent, how do how do people get past that barrier of, of having a self-efficient person where they act like, I don't need you, but I love you, and I married you because I love you, but not from the standpoint, I don't need you because I am independent. How do, how do you deal with that? Well, number one, um, that's a good question. That person have to, that female have to understand who she is. Mm-hmm. And and if you guys are dating, um, sometimes men know who they go, who their wife's gonna be. Number one, but they have to understand there's gonna be sim, uh, similarity things that she do every day that she gonna have to step back and let that man take charge. Because the man is the provider, the man is the head, the man is the priest of his home. Right. And until 
we as young ladies understand that. We're going to always, always have divisions in in the marriage, in our homes. It's going to always, she's going to have to know how to breathe and trust her mate. She's going yep. to have to learn how to trust her mate. She's going to have to step back and give him the problem. Let him deal with it. Let him, let God show him and guide him on what decision to make. Because he's going to come back. If he's the man, he's going to come back to the table and, and share or discuss things and ask her her opinion. But she cannot wear the pants all the time. Mm-hmm. She cannot. And that's where that submissive word come in. Mm-hmm. Most people, most of my friends say it's poison, but it's not poison. Because, number one, you have to be submissive to God. Right. If you can't be submissive to God, then you know you can't be be submissive to your man. Uh, Mrs. Crowd, I want to say this also. Like, earlier I was speaking upon finances. You do have some people that put that boundary up of money. It's, it's one of the things that, before they got in that relationship, they're very guarded to their money. How does someone work through that, that situation where, um, you know, they, they let that down and not worried about the next person taking advantage of their monies? You have some people that's like, I have an account on the side, or she got her account, I got mine. How, how do we as individuals that are married deal with a monetary issue? Well, no, uh, you have to go back, like with me. Uh, my husband and I dated for seven months. I had my own account. He had his. But when we came together, you're going to feel, you're going you're gonna to feel something about that person. Whether you're going to check that person's credit, y'all going gonna, gonna to discuss what type of bills you guys have, or mm-hmm. everything should come out in the opening. Just like you you, you go to a fancy restaurant, you're going to get your your appetite, your appetizer, mm-hmm. you're going to have your main dish, and you're going to have your dessert. And all three main dishes, everything's going to come out in the open. Because if you're not honest from day one, then you're not going to be honest down the road. So with that, with my husband and I, what we decide to do, you have a joint account, you have a savings account, you have your play money account, and we have a, we know each other password. There's no hiding, no barriers, because every, let's put it this way, our money is as one. You mm-hmm. got to remember, when you become when you become married, you become one. So financial, whatever you bring to the table, it goes in one pot. But you divide it into different, because you need to have different kind of bank accounts. One with the main bill going to, one for pleasure, one for saving. It's very important that we as black people, we need to learn how to save. Right. Invest. And okay. if you guys cannot come in agreement of that, then you're gonna you're gonna have problems. You're gonna have you you um what one of the odd things my husband and I do, he trusts me in tithing. Tithing is a very important key factor mm-hmm. to involved in the church. You sowing seed. Even if you don't have the money or not established enough to have that financial and everything just you just have one Join account, then you tied doing other things, you know, uh, uh, having right. somebody in the community. But 
you, your spouse, it's very important that you sit down and you guys look at everything. Look at the bank mistakes and look at each other's credit report. What bills do you have? What what? Work with the smaller ones first. Get those bills out the way. And then start working on the larger ones. Okay. I I have a question. Um, uh, uh, Rob, I'm, I'm looking at, um, let's say if you got a situation where you have um, a spouse that um, is not really just into the big picture of saving. You know, once, you know, you get, like, say for instance, like, you get your income tax check. Like, that's the, the time of the season in which everybody feels that they just go out and just splurge. You know, how do you deal with that? How do you get to the point where um, this person has always come from a background of, of where when income tax season comes around, that's when I get a new car or go and buy all these clothing and stuff like that. And instead of just actually putting back to either help your entire household, such as like paying heavily on like your like a house note or maybe just putting that in a savings fund to, to build up on. How you know, how can you actually convince your spouse to change that particular pattern and to form this something new that will actually better the marriage or the Well they have to have a vision. They have to have that vision, even if that person is not, uh, has been doing things the, the opposite way, that's when that person, the other, your better half, have to go in and start praying. Uh, time is good to see the right things on a piece of paper. Because if what's going to happen, um, Satan like the vision. Right. And one of them is, one of them is financial. But mm-hmm. until so they have to, we have this mindset that we have to have everything right now. Right. And until, uh, especially um, every culture, it don't matter what, what race you are, there are certain people that once they get a lump sum, they want to spend it right then and there. Not saying it's okay to take maybe 200 and splurge, but mm-hmm. save that other money. For the big, because when you have all your utensils, when all you it's like an artwork. Mm-hmm. You have your your paper is is just blank. But when you have all your different colors, when you put all that different color, throw it up there, you have a beautiful extract. Right. Uh, Miss Crown, I got now. We're, we're going to move on from the boundaries that somewhat started everything. Now, this is one of the things that we know this is is a big problem in a lot of relationships, and and to everybody that's listening in live right now. We're not only talking about married people. We're talking about people that have long-term relationships because eventually we, we hope that you do get married. But, you know, when dealing with, with marital issues, is it ever okay to release information about, you know, to your family members, uh, your friends, or your coworkers, like personal information information that you have going yeah. on at your home? Is it ever right. okay for us to discuss these things with these people outside of our own uh, our wife or 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 our long-term, you know, long-term partner, or whatever the case may be. No. Special, we as, uh, I, I, and I keep hovering over female because females do a lot of talking just as well as men, but we mm-hmm. tend to open up more, especially in the workplace, where we mm-hmm. share a lot of things, and what we fail to realize is the people that you share with like that type of foolishness, like mm. to see misery. 
Right. If you're right. miserable, if that person miserable, it's just bringing on. You bring right. more. You bring more drama. You bring more drama to yourself at home. It affects your workplace, the way you where you're working. And what you really need to do is take time out and talk to our heavenly Father. Because number one, he's not gonna tell nobody. Number right. two. He's going to give you godly advice. Number three, he's going to work on you while he's working on your mate. Because the people that you tell, they don't care anything about you. They say they do. But you got player haters out there. Well, what about what about the ones that you have, like, a long-term friend? You've been knowing them since, like, three years old, four years old, or, or a very long time, period. And they've always, before then, gave you good, sound advice, and you confide some of those things in because... That's one of the things I asked Al and, you know, I've I talked to a couple of other people about. What about those people that we do confide in? Are there, are, is it worth yeah. confiding in certain people? Not everybody, but that one specific person? You you can, but then there also comes a time where that long-time friend is, is out of season now. God will start putting people in your life that will give you, that has been where you at now, to help you mm-hmm. move through that storm. Not saying to cut your friend, your longtime friend off, because number one, um, it's good just to have a listening ear. Right. Okay? That's one. But sometimes it's it's, it's all about season. And in right. season, you're going to learn from that person. That person was there for that particular moment. Right. Your longtime friend is not going to be around all the time. You could be standing in the grocery store and a person may approach you and may just give you just one word that you need to hear mm-hmm. to uh, what you're going through. And you're like, ha, huh, that's an aha moment. Yeah, the messages surely can come in many a ways. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Al. You know, something... Well, thank you, everybody, for... Um, Tuning into the show, we are talking about boundaries in marriage. We are discussing this as far as you know, should you release any information uh, to your friends, family, and coworkers? You know, how should you do that, or, or should you do that? And we have um, my aunt Margaret Quater um, on the line. She is uh, discussing this topic with us. She has worked with uh, many families within her church with uh, dealing with relationship and marriage issues. Um, her and her husband. So, I want to thank her for. Uh, being on the show today, um, I have a question I want to add in on with that. Um, dealing with, I guess you would say, um, the myth of the in-law syndrome as far as, um, you know, maybe the male not liking his mother-in-law or the female not liking, you know, uh, her mother-in-law. Uh, with a male, let's say, for instance, if um, you had a situation to where the male may sometimes choose his mother advice over his wife's advice. How should, you know, a person handle that? Such so as like um, vice versa, as far as the, you know, the wife choosing her mother's advice over her husband's advice. How should someone handle that? I mean, have you had somebody that had that experience or experienced that within yourself maybe? Um, yes. We, we all do it sometimes, but we have to go back to um again uh my husband's parents been married over fifty some years. Mm-hmm. Uh my mother unfortunately was divorced. But my mother was a is a strong black woman that 
uh, I can say for his wisdom and knowledge, but it goes back to you and your husband working it out. You can get that advice, but you and your husband or your wife have to find that boundary to where you guys can be created and come on one accord. Yeah, that's true, Miss Crowd. I will say I agree with you. I've seen situations where um, relationships have got ruined because, you know, one want to listen to the mother and the other one don't. You right. know, when that mother comes in, you know, especially dealing with young men or men in general, um, you know, a, a young a male has been reared and raised by his mother and he, he appreciates, not all, but some appreciate her advice. And yeah. sometimes they do take that advice over their wife, even though they are married. Right. Um, yeah. But this is, where, this is where they should come in. This explains why a man should leave his father and mother and is joined with his wife. And they and they have become one. Until that's and that's fine. And and don't forgive me, most some men are um closer to their mother. And that's okay unless that man know who he is. Mhm. In Christ. That's right. Okay. What they call it, um Mama Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. want to get, you know. But, yeah, until you guys find um, the younger generation, when they become one, and they have to, it's important that they be equally yoked. And that young man explain to his parents and explain to her parents, you gave me your blessing to take your daughter hand in marriage. So you trust me to make sure that I make the wise, godly decision in providing for my wife and my children, if they have children. Okay. Yes, he's going to fall, but you know what? That's where that wife is the helpmate. Right. right. Say that again. Say that again. Please, say that again. The wife is the helpmate. And break that okay, down for those that don't know what a helpmate is, please. A helpmate is a supporter. It's like a chili. If you want, if you really want to be in the NFL, that's why I tell my girlfriend that who are single. If you really, if you sure you want to be in the NFL, because they they play hard and they get paid. Be that cheerleader for your husband. Because even though you might not see it right now, but he see the bigger picture. Because, see, God is speaking through him. What you have to do is constantly lift your husband up in prayer. Because, see, God can convict him. God can hold him accountable. So as the house goes, so does the man go. That's it. That's it. We're going to move into our um, next question. Um, such as as far as should men and women who have friends of the opposite sex continue their relationship as is when they become married. And we have a clip in which we're going to play. I don't know if we're going to play both of the clips, but we do have a clip in which we're going to play um, um, that's called Advice from the Opposite Sex. So, um, can everyone go ahead and get to that first clip for us, please? Sure, we will. 
uh, I still think you're going to put yourself in a situation where an emotional bond is going to be connected with uh, the lady and, and that guy, and it's going to put her in a situation she's going to spend most of her energy talking to her friend about the relationship rather than taking the energy she needs to really talk with her husband mm -hmm. about it. So I see that all the time as well, and you're using your energy the wrong way. You're spending more time discussing, you know, my husband and I, we're having problems. Instead of using that energy to say, you know, honey, we need to talk about this. We need to discuss this. So you got to be careful with that. And primarily, man, um, Ms. Crowder has basically said the same thing. You have to take that time to discuss things with your spouse or your mate before you uh, – just go run off and discuss your problems with somebody else. Most definitely. Most definitely. I, mean, I look at it, you know, like this too, because um, you have to watch who you release information to and how you release it to them because you never know who may be sneaking up on your spouse. Such mm -hmm. as somebody trying to find a way to get in and to, because I mean, we see it every day, and it's displayed on movies a lot. That's where the infidelity starts. Mm -hmm. Because that person becomes very vulnerable in that situation, and then that vulnerability turns into dependability on that friend. For ear, and for comfort, and then comfort sometimes will lead into something that don't need to be led into. So... Oh. <laughs> yeah, because hey, hey, first thing you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you got any problems? Yeah, you can come over and talk to me. Next thing you know, we have to get a little later. Yeah, you, I'll be at home at 9. Come on, talk to me. Problem right. starts to happen. And sometimes the problem is not your spouse. It could be you. Yeah, yeah, very true. If you evaluate yourself, every morning when you get up, you look in that mirror. Okay, what, what, what am I doing wrong? Because sometimes we say... We think when we get married, they're supposed to complete us. But that doesn't complete you. You have to be completed before you walk into that marriage. That's true. I mean, what, right. how does a person know if they are, that they're a complete person or not? Because, I mean, you, you do have some people that are egotistical, let's call it like it is, and they, they go into a relationship <laughs> thinking that they, yes. they're everything that they need to be for that other person, and they're actually not what they need to be. It, it's, it's based on, again, have that person actually sit down, spend time alone, and find out who he or she is. What I like, what I don't like. What I will tolerate, what I won't tolerate. Mm. Have I spent time talking to my, to my Heavenly Father? Have, have I actually just poured out to him? Because there are some ugly things in my life that I'm not proud of. Right. Until we uh, stop putting on this facade, be who you are. Again, okay. a man knows the first time whether well, or not that woman is married to Terry. Mm. Okay? Wow. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. I well, know. everybody who's listening on chat board uh, with us, uh, California Living, Doug G, all our guests and our man Stan who listen to us a lot. Appreciate you all for listening to the show. Um, go ahead with the rest of your comments. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, no, no. That's, no. But a man knows. And 
And we as ladies, um, I'm going to take this from, um, I don't know what it was, um, it's from a, a pastor who said that if you know there's nothing wrong with um, a Ford car or um, a Maxima Toyota, because they do a lot of advertising. You see that on television, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Again, high-end cars, you don't see advertising on that, right? They don't advertise. Right. They leave you in suspense. You have to go to that dealership and and speak to one of the person to see what all comes with that package. That's true, especially with those M-class beans. Uh, I'll ever see a commercial on that. <laughs> he has women nowadays. We expose ourselves. We expose ourselves, but we expose ourselves the wrong way. Mm-hmm. What we're looking for is what's on the inside. Are you able to have uh, 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 to converse for a long period of time and not just talk about the bedroom uh, or what this what this person did to me in the past? Is that a generational thing right there? I mean, has that been going on for a long period of time? Yes, it has. It has. A lot of these young, the young people now, they're bombarded with sex. And marriage is the, I mean, even just doing the research for this show right here, um, a lot of the things that we were looking for, I noticed that divorce was, I mean, even just looking up things for marriage. A divorce mm-hmm. came up nine out of ten times. Everything. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, because, because we feel like what society say we have to be married at a certain age. Society say we have to be in this uh, salary range to be successful, you could be making below six digits and still be happy and successful mm-hmm. because you understand who you are and what God created you to be. Until we understand who we are and what our destiny and pur- purpose is in life, can nobody take that away from us? Mm-hmm. Can nobody tell you well you need to have kids by this certain age. Mm-hmm. Oh well I, I, I don't know if I'm gonna marry you because I haven't slept with you. Well, sir, I don't need to be with you if that's what it takes. Sometimes you need to know how to say no. Stand up for what you believe in. And don't be peer peer pressure in what society tell you or what society uh wants you to be. Right, exactly. You be who God wants you to be. Okay? Because I, everybody is a diamond. I, I would like to say, I was going to excuse me, this Kevin again. I, I just want to ask a question. Like, I know you do come from a, a, a biblical standpoint, but how do we convey these things to people that are not into church? Uh, by your walk, your, your everyday living. You don't have to pressure them. Uh, they'll see something different. In you, right. and all thing you have to do is you continue to pray for that brother or that sister. You have to let them know that you're praying for them, because eventually they're gonna catch on. They're gonna want what you have. They're gonna see that joy that you have. They're gonna, oh yeah, okay, I see. They might not yeah. go to church every Sunday, but that guarantee you they're gonna pick up that Bible or go buy a Bible, even if they're in that hotel room. While that female, that male in that shower. That female gonna pick up that Bible because of the mm. fact that you shared something or they saw something. You don't have to force your, your your belief or your religion on that person because everybody now is more visionary. They they got to they got to see. 
they got to see how how you're going to act. Well, I thought he was a Christian, but he acting this way. Or he's talking to that other lady, playing with the other. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Miss Crowder, we do have a caller that we're going to bring in right now. Uh, Stanley, you are live. Uh, Stanley from New York, you're live. What's up? Hey, hey, what's up? Uh, great show, great show. Thank I'm you, listening man. To what, uh, I'm listening to what she's saying. There's many things I agree, many things I don't. Uh, when it comes to the marriage thing, I don't agree. In my eyes, it's supposed to be about two individuals that comes together. It's not about me, I complete you, and you complete me. It's about about 200, two people or a hundred who love themselves, who know who they are, who know what they want, who what they don't want, and they don't try to change the other person. They say, you know what, I know who I am, and I know you, what, what I want, I want to accept, and you know who you are, and we're both going to come together as a team against the world or against this sin. I am not responsible for your happiness, and you're not responsible for mine. If I'm not happy, a woman or a husband, I have to look at myself and not blaming on the wife, not blaming on this, not blaming on this. I have to look at me because the only person that you can control this whole damn world is yourself. You can't control your wife. You can't control your husband. That means if both people have respect for each other, if both people are honest from the beginning with each other, if both people have trust, you're a lot more better than 90% of marriage if you have that as a foundation. You know? I'm sorry. When we, when we, and, and I'm sorry. There's a lot of people who don't believe in God who have amazing marriage. Amazing marriage. And, and there's a lot of people who are Christian who go to the Bible or, or women that hear they go to more, they go more to church or they go more to church on Sunday than taking care of their own marriage. They pray more God or the Bible than taking care of their own marriage. They'll spend more time with the pastor or church than taking care of their husband. But Stanley, I want to ask you this question. I know you do. I, I respect what you're saying, and I understand what you're saying. Now, even if those people don't believe in God or whatever the case may be, but they still go in front of God to accept each other, right? Well, some of them decided not to. They decided to basically do vow differently. They didn't do the vow the way with the church and everything. And they, they basically said, I want us to have an outstanding marriage. Not an okay marriage, an outstanding marriage. And what can we do to have that? Mm. And, okay. they, and they know something. There's a difference between an okay marriage. If you want to have an okay marriage, then basically say, you, you complete me and I complete you. Right. Why don't we why don't we teach people to have not an okay marriage, but an amazing marriage, a marriage that everybody could talk about, a marriage that you could feel that 10 years ago you could put those two people and they still have passion for each other, a marriage where they, you look at them and say, damn, yo, I can't believe they're, they're together, a marriage where the kid can see my mom and dad are always together and they're touching each other and they love each other and they're showing that to their kids. A marriage where you can see that the respect there is between both of them. A marriage where the woman has his back and the man has her back. A marriage where people, you know, have the trust and everything. A marriage where a woman or a man can say to the man with respect, there's some stuff I disagree with you and I'll stop it to that. I won't call you names. I won't go there. A marriage that has more to do than I love you, but to the passion that you're doing every day with the person. Hmm. So you say it's all about the passion of you and that person that makes that relationship work, huh? Yes, yes. It's all about the character. It's all about seeing every day this person is special in my eyes. What can I do every day to make that person feel special? 
Why can I can I stop once every day and just call that person and say, you know what? I just called you for five minutes to tell you I love you. I just called you for five minutes to tell you, you know what? I am so gra- I am I am so grateful that you are in my life. Oh, okay. Anybody have any uh, comments to what Stanley just said? Stan, Stan said a lot today. I mean, that really, it, that really do resonate in what um, should be, you know, as far as marriage. I mean, because, I mean, you see now and you hear a lot of people, you know, like when you say, oh, this is my wife, not this is my lovely wife, this is my woman. You know, like you don't hear that too often or like you can't yeah. wear a lot of but people are. Like, it's they, a they work and. You have to work at it. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing how you guys were dating. You should continue right. to keep that in your marriage. Certain things change. And with that comes to change, you have, it's a work in process. You have to work at it. There's no perfect marriage. Right. But with There's no perfection. You have to work at it. Yeah, perfection. Let me just say this real quick. Hold on one second. Let me just say this. It's not going to come easy. Anything that comes easy usually goes away pretty fast. You yes. have to work at it every day. The problem that I have is people put value on things outside of marriage. There you people go. People put value into your job. You'll go in and you'll work a job every day that you really don't want to be in, but you won't put in that same type of work or that same type of work ethic with the person that you claim that you love. I get exactly what Stan is saying, but there has to be some type of balance. And there has to be a common ground. And for for those of us who are Christians, God is that common ground for us. Because that's who you reference to when you are having that problem. Because that's where your source of love comes from. And I do agree with that. I work in a, cor- a corporation. My husband works in a corporation. But we have, we come together. Like I said, um, I completed myself. He completed himself, and we came together as one. Yeah, I cook for my husband. I travel. I have to travel. But when I come home, he cooks for me. Mm-hmm. It's a balance. It's a balance. And that passion, even where you, you have, that passion comes in when you leave those cute little sticky notes on the door. Mm-hmm. You may not can call that person all the time. Well, what, what about those brothers that that's not too you, good at that? You know, we the brothers that you know, like 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 some people say, I, you know, I love you, and I know you love me, so we good. Well, some brothers not affectionate, some women are not affectionate, but they have well, to work. My thing about that is, my thing about that is, if you knew that person was like that from the jump, then you knew what you were getting into. See, a lot of people marry out of convenience. A lot of people marry. Let's call it what it is. Lots of men start out of desperation. But the thing about it is, if you knew that person was like that beforehand, it wasn't going to change just because they said I did. See, this, and this is, I learned this from an older couple. I, I got some advice from an older couple before I got married. And I asked them, I said, you know, what's gotten y'all through these last 35 years? Well, you have to realize that certain things about a person are going to change and certain things aren't about, about a person aren't going to change. You have to be willing to deal with that change and change with them. If you're going in two different directions, that's one thing. You have to but at the end of the day you make a choice. At the end of the day you make a choice. That's true. Stanley. Like y'all think you still be affected while y'all married. 
That's true. Stanley, we do appreciate you for your call. If you would like to get back in the conversation, just press that one again, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. All right. All right. Nick, Nick, definitely, man, I agree with you. Um, We're about to switch up gears a little bit right here, and we're going to go into one of the biggest problems for this generation when it comes to marriage <laughs> and one of the boundaries yeah. that, that is, is, is calling a, causing a big boundary. We're talking about oh, yeah. Facebook. We're mm. talking about Facebook. How many people you know out there that they get on Facebook, talk to their old flames, and they get on Facebook and... and you know, they always not change their relationship status yeah, yeah. to be married. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, they single on Facebook all day. Um, we're about to play a clip right here, and we're going to get into that discussion as far as dealing with the boundaries that Facebook calls. So we're going to go right into this, and we're talking about Facebook right now. If you know anybody out there that's on Facebook that had a problem happen to them dealing with Facebook, dial seven one eight five zero eight nine nine seven two. Press that number one. Let us know about this. This is a clip right here about Facebook. Y'all check this out. Can you have a Facebook account and not have problems in your marriage? Check this out. I think it is possible, but I think the couple really needs to understand some things, really discuss, because couples have to understand they cannot uh, be married but also still try to have a life of being single. And I think that is what's happening with couples. They're still trying to have this side over here. They want to keep their individuality, so they're thinking, you know, I can have these single things going on, but also still be married at the same time. So we really have to understand that they, it has to be some distinction between being single and also being married. Ooh, he just said a whole lot right there of y'all peak game on that. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something. As everybody that's listening to this show that's familiar with us, yes, we do use Facebook for uh, uh, we use Facebook for our show a lot, and that's primarily what we use it for. You know, yep. but you got some people that get on here and, like he said, they ain't trying to you know act like they single. They ain't <laughs> they're, they're not even um, just really being attentive to their mate when they're on Facebook. They just they getting it in. They mingling. You right. know, shout out to Cali Living out there. Yes, we do use the uh, chat chat room over there, and uh, I'm going to make sure we get some of your comments because you are definitely making some great comments over there on our face, uh, on our on our web chat over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, guys. I'll just say this much, um, and and quite frankly, this the way I look at it is, if you can't do it in front of them, then you shouldn't be doing it. And that's the attitude that you should take, not just on Facebook, just in general. If you can't do it in front of them, mm-hmm. in front of your spouse, you shouldn't be doing it. Like, now, should, now they, should, they, should they share yeah, go ahead, the login and passwords? My wife has all my passwords because I don't have anything to hide. Yeah, my yeah, wife has all mine too. I don't even hide, yeah. man. I leave my Facebook logged on to my, on my computer. Like, if somebody now, say be, something to me I'll out the, the way, it's cool. I ain't studying. I'll be the first one to admit, me being, I, me being a naturally private person, that was an adjustment. But at the end of the day, there's nothing going on on Facebook that's worth my marriage. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't do it in front of me, then you shouldn't be doing it. And, and now, what, what, if you have have what if you have a situation like this, Dick, that... Um, your spouse really feels that we need to close our Facebook accounts. How would you deal with that? Knowing that 
dealing with what we do, but he or she feels that Facebook needs to be shut down. Time to stop that. Well, the first thing you about that. talk about why they feel about it. You, the, the, this is the thing, and it's funny that we brought this Facebook topic up because I actually I have a story from a, a good friend of mine that had a similar issue. He and his wife having a similar issue. But this is the thing about it. If they feel that way, they feel that way for a reason. So the first thing you need to do is talk about it. Mm-hmm. If they feel like, if, if somebody just comes up out the door and says, look, I think you need to shut down your Facebook or your Twitter account. Okay, why? Tell me why. This is the thing you have to realize. You can't stop what someone else is saying to you. You can, however, control how you respond, mm-hmm. and you can control how they talk to you in the future by letting them know, look, that's not cool. I'm married or I'm in a relationship or whatever it is that you may be in. You know, you got to show my spouse the same respect that you claim you show me. Don't do that. That's not cool. If they continue to do it, then you block them. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. But the first thing you need to do is talk about it. Now, just on a, on a story mode, I, it was a similar situation. A friend of mine, his wife, um, felt some type of way about a girl from his from high school that was uh, on his page. And she would say little snide remarks when he would put up a status, and he never, like, he either was oblivious to it or just ignored it. But even she would send stuff to his inbox, and he was either oblivious to it or he just ignored it. And she saw, you know, his wife saw the whole little timeline. And she was like, look, you need to block her. You need to check. He was like, well, before I check her. You know, he was like, no, you tripping in anything like that. I'm not doing anything wrong. And she was like, look, it's not about you doing anything wrong. It's about the fact that this is going on and, like, she's being disrespectful. And you need to check that. You have to take into account your spouse's feelings. You right. have to. You absolutely right. have to. Otherwise, if you disregard their feelings like that, then that's nothing but a setup for failure in the future. Right. And it's not about, oh, you try to run me, you try, no, it's not about that. But you're, you you decide to commit to this person, so you have to take their feelings into account. If they're feeling that type of way, then figure out why. If they are tripping, all right, just let them know. Or just don't say, oh, you're tripping. Tell them why. You're tripping because, mm-hmm. one, I'm not responsive. I'm not, I'm not even acknowledging this. I've blocked this person. I've done this. But you, you got to make sure that you are in the right. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question for you. Um, as far as dealing with younger younger married couples in general, um, and the age gap, I guess you would say generation gap between, um, you know, couples who are married in their 40s and 50s, um, would you say that um, dealing with social media is like the biggest difference between the issues in which I guess you would say a couple who's married married in their forties and fifties versus a younger married couple now? Uh yes. Can you hear me, Alex? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, yes. Uh because uh one of my god niece is in college, senior in college, and she was talking about uh, they, they do more texting instead of that young man uh, driving or having his buddy borrow the car to go and, and see her. You know, it, it's, it's pulling away from the man, the young man being a man, and taking their approach 
as a first date instead of you you tweeting tweeting or facebooking or texting uh having the conversation i think the conversation need to be one on one in person it just it time has changed and i think we we get so caught up in actually just going back to the communicating communication mm-hmm. is very important right. cuz i can tell you anything through texting but if I see you in person and look you in your eye, I know something I can feel you telling the truth, or I can feel you lying. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. You know, um, it's just, it just, it just time. Society has changed, and I know everybody's trying to keep up with society, and you have to be careful with that Facebook and those tweeters. Mm-hmm. Not just for flirting purposes, but even on your job. They're going oh, yeah, in. They are watching. Matter of so, fact, we got know, we, we we have another clip I want to play real quick about Facebook again and old flames. I know we talked about that a little bit, but check this one out right here. I think as a married couple dealing with Facebook, I think they need to do it together. There are some other professional uh, types of accounts out there if you want to do more professional look uh, for you. But I think Facebook just for socializing, it needs to be. You need to have husband and wife, a picture together, because if you're not, you're going to really show that you're available. Mm -hmm. So I really think as a couple, they really need to do it together. What about friending old flames? Uh, I personally think that is not a good thing uh, because you've had a relationship with that. Definitely if you didn't marry them, definitely there may be some hurt feelings. So I think trying to regauge back into that, I think you really open up a can of worms that you shouldn't. So I think it is not uh, wise for people to go back and, and try to develop those relationships or, you know, we're just friends now. You know, we had a relationship before, we're just friends. I think that is truly crossing the boundaries. Mm. Mm. That's good. I, I halfway agree with that. I halfway agree with that, and the reason that I say that is, is simply because it goes to the basis of the show. You have to have boundaries. There are certain exes of mine that I've never speak to on that level because I know they're either going to come with something sideways or it's just going to be generally negative. You know, but there are, I can think of, well, really, I can think of one ex girlfriend that I still, I have a, we have a friendship. It's, it's not like, it's not like, oh, this is my bosom buddy, but it's in, she's more like an acquaintance. But she's never crossed that boundary. I've never crossed that boundary. She respects my wife. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, you, that's what I say. I have to agree with you. You have to kind of pick and choose with that because some, Man, because some people are just not. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'd rather not, I'd rather not have anybody that's an old flame, of a friend of mine on Facebook, period. Why even open that, open that, that, that trap like that? I mean, if you know somebody was digging you like that, don't even have but them as a friend. But it only becomes a when you step into it, yeah? I'm just saying, though, why even put yourself it in that situation? It only becomes a step when you step into it. Think about if you live in a small town. And here's one, all, all of us came from small towns. Think right. about if you live in a small town, you have no choice but to be there. For Forget Facebook. Y'all might end up with the same job. Y'all might end up with kids at the same daycare. It's only a trap if you walk into it. Yeah, that's true, man. But I mean, me personally, I'd rather not have that person on my list at all. I'm just saying. I don't look at it, you know, like 
I, I mean, I know how to control myself. I know how far I'll take anything. But I'm not going to have anybody on my friends list that don't need to be on my friends list. Yeah. Honestly. I think you need to leave the past in the past, like the past bury itself. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I, I don't understand that. I think it's more, I'm, I guess I'm looking at it more from the standpoint of, you're right, let the past be the past. However, like, I'm not going to dictate my life based on, you know, this person, oh, this person was an old flame, and this, you have to say, listen, I, I just, I just don't, I don't agree with well, one, I'm, it. I've moved on from it. And if they have it, then it's just a simple hit of the leap button. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. It, it's not the fact of just saying you're trying to avoid them or whatever the case may be. I mean, Nick, if you, you had a relationship with somebody and that relationship died, or whatever the case may be, there's nothing there, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to deal with it. You ain't going to deal right. with them at all. I mean, why, why, why even... You know what I'm saying? You got to look at their timeline. You're looking at they, what they posting up on there. And your wife seeing that, you know, like you said with your friend having that situation with that, that, that girl that was constantly putting stuff up on his page or inboxing him things like that, like his wife said, man, just go ahead and block her. But my thing is, and Don't have point, them. it's on you because if it's coming at you, it's on you at that point. Check that. You get what I'm saying? Like, I think at the end of the day, the only thing want you to be like, you know what, okay, that's inappropriate. Let me go ahead and check that situation real quick. Let me nip it in the bud before it becomes a problem. Spiteful people, man. Some people are spiteful. Okay, yeah. that's what you just said to me, but... I mean, you can nip it like, Okay, I'll give you a fine example. Uh, going back to what the guy was saying on the clip, you know, having a shared um, a Facebook page. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. My wife doesn't have a Facebook page. However, if she needs to get in touch with somebody, it's nothing for her to go on my page and get in touch with them and send her a message. She's got plenty of time. Why? There's nothing in there that that I have to hide from her. So it's not a problem. Now, of course, going back to what we do, we use our, our pages for, you know, business purposes. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't necessarily be who wants to have a joint page. But, hell, you go to my page now. We got pictures of her all over it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I do agree with him with that whole thing. You cannot try to live a single life, you know, somewhere. Like, that's just not cool. Because the best case, you just need to be thankful. Yeah. Well, some and people do. It's not easy for some. Yeah, it's some not people. easy for some. Hey, some, some people lead a double life on Facebook, man. Oh, yeah. Double life. You know, and then that affects their marriage. And, you know, it affects their relationship, man. And then everything else goes downhill from there. So I guess my question is, just going back to that, let's, let's throw it in some real business terms. Let's say you had someone that you were dating while you were in college. You know, y'all might have even had the same major, so naturally you may go into the same field, and you look up and y'all end up at a job together. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going to put that work. So we have a comment on the, uh, the chat. We have a comment on the chat. Um, this is somewhat, somewhat of a question format. And regarding the Facebook, if you feel that way about a relationship on, on Twitter or any other type, what do you think this falls back on has um, has on a business such as like if it's not a, if it's not a good relationship, then it would not be good for business. I, I, huh. I think I think they mean like in terms of making business for pleasure. I'm not completely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm not being funny. You can make business with pleasure when you're single. That's just bad business. Mm-hmm. 
that's 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 a really bad business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, me personally, y'all know how I feel about all this social media stuff. You know, I don't care for it outside of business. Well, one hundred so followers on Twitter, I'm cool. That. You you don't care for questions, so it. <laughs> <laughs> that we all have as far as with discipline. You know, I was raised in a house where I got my butt toe up. And what if my wife was raised in a house where she didn't believe in whooping, her mom didn't believe in whooping, and she translated that to our relationship. How do we deal with that? You know, rearing the children, man, that, that can cause problems, especially when you have two different philosophies. How, how should we deal with that, y'all? You should talk about that in your dating. Mm-hmm. All that yep. stuff should come up in your day. Whether or not you want to have kids. Even if you if even if you had a blended family, uh, she had children before she met you or you had kids before you that all those things should come up. You guys should they have that conversation prior to. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even they decide to want to go to marriage counseling. That would come up in your marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. You know. All those things will come up, and you will know what direction you want to go in in dealing with this issue if you decide to marry that young lady. Right. But some people are state they even though they may say that they can deal with your 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 way that you you, you handle the children or whatever. What if they say that at the beginning, then all of a sudden in the end they're like, uh uh-uh, uh, you can't be whooping my child. But see, that's something that, that I think that's something that's worth repeatedly bringing up because one thing that a lot of people have a problem with is you think just based on because of the way that your house was and you grow up, that's how your house has to be as an adult. That's not the case. If you have two people coming into a situation that's two different households, this is a brand new household. The same rules don't apply. It's a different time, one, and two, it's a different household. You get what right. I'm saying? So, like, you have to have that. That has to be. That has to be as important as having the discussion on whether to have kids. When you talk about bringing kids in the mix, you really have to. Like, I can. I put it this way. For me, my father, he only whipped me one time, my entire life. But mm-hmm. even after my parents, even after my, oh, my mom did whip me. Oh, okay. Even after my parents <laughs> split up, even after my parents split up, the scariest thing that my mom could say to me is. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah. I got a question. I got a question, Nick. Now, this is this is for everybody who's on the phone line and who's listening on the chat board. Um, let's say if you do get into a marriage where there are kids who are brought into the marriage due to previous relationship, um, such as like the wife may have a you know a son or a daughter or the husband may have some children. Um, are there any boundaries as far as Disciplining a child that is not biologically yours. No, there's no boundary because you guys are one. You guys are his family. Mm-hmm. That man, what you have to understand with a blended family, they have to understand that man is the head of the household. He is the priest. Mm-hmm. If that child do something wrong, then that father discipline. That child. Right. Back in the day, back in the day, 
where the mother would say, you wait till your father come home or your dad come home. You know you're going to get a beat down. Mm-hmm. Or even when, when my mother then was growing up, the neighbor would whoop her, and when her daddy came home, when Papa A came home, he got another beat down. But today, we finally put it as, you know, if you hit a child, you whoop a child, if a child got a scratch or a bruise on it, that child will that, that's just a child will No, that's saving your child from going to jail, being six feet under, stealing. We, society, have changed, have taken control of our home. That's getting having a house and a home. That's true. I know that you know you you exactly right. It's a lot that has changed, and you know every everything that we talked about today, you know it can strengthen the marriage, and and some of the things that we mentioned that can hurt the marriage, we have to be very attentive to, because if something as simple as you talking to your coworkers or raising your child and or your finances, these are the main three things that can have you sitting in front of that courtroom saying I'm I don't anymore. <laughs> so we got to be very careful of these things and be very attentive. We want to let everybody know that the phone lines are open again. Uh, if you would like to make a comment, uh, you can press number one if you're on the phones, or if you're listening via the web, you can dial seven one eight five zero eight nine nine seven two. Go ahead, fellas. Uh, I just I have to say we got a comment on the chat board from Stan. He's saying that is wrong. Hitting a child is not the way. It is wrong, period, because hitting a child is never the solution. Now, Sam, uh, just, you know, I can respect your opinion, but it is just that. It is your opinion. You can't really judge. I can't judge someone else's household on how they take care of, you know, the discipline in their family. I can say this much. Those witnesses kept me out of a whole lot of trouble in my adult life. My mama said, I'm going to get you before the police do. (laughs) Sure. And I'm tell you right now, it's a whole bunch of got a whole bunch of cats that I grew up with that will sit up there and tell me any day, I wish I had those hoopers you had. I wouldn't be dealing with half the time I'm dealing with right now. So I can't tell you how I respect your opinion on what you feel about, you know, how to discipline a child. I can't tell you how to raise anybody in your family. But I'm telling you right now, it, it goes the same way. You gotta respect how somebody else, you know, respect their family. Now, I'm not saying go outside just because some people take it a little too far. I'm not saying go outside to hit your head with a frying pan. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes, sometimes, that's the only way you're going to get it. Mm. That's just my opinion on it. Because if you keep telling a person to put them in time out, when that child gets out in public, that child won't embarrass you. Mm-hmm. And you know what people going to do? They're going to look around, and they're going to have that little smart comment like, this child is outraged, disrespectful. You can't handle it because that child, because you didn't do what you need to do in your household. Mm-hmm. And you can also get reported on for not applying appropriate disciplinary methods to your child versus actually applying disciplinary methods to your child. You can get exactly. reported both ways, both ways. Hey, I do have a, you can't discipline your child, but you can go to child for, you can go to jail for your child being undisciplined. Wow. I, I do have a comment from one of our friends, uh one of our friends that listened to us, he put a comment on his Facebook page. He was saying, No way would any other man hit my kids. 
She's his wife now, but they are my kids. So if they're bad, I'll take care of it. If, if they need discipline, I'm going to take care of it. How do you feel about a, if you're not in that marriage anymore and you're outside of that or marriage, should you still step right. in and take care of the, the discipline of those kids? Absolutely not. That's not your household. Now, if you have a problem with it, then there are legal ways you can take to, to go about it. But if you're not in that household and you're not contributing to that household, then you have absolutely no opinion. If you would take yeah. the time, and I, I don't mean to attack anybody, if you take the time to spend time with your kids and maybe put that discipline in them and not be right. a father or a mother just when it's visitation time, then they might not have that problem here and there might not be any discipline problems at the house. But you cannot check and what's going on in somebody else's house. Exactly. And and, and also, Nick, that's going to cause a lot of division between, um, you know, as far as, you know, the stepfather or stepmother. Like the kids going to say, you're not my mother and my father. I'm going to tell my daddy or I'm going to tell my mama. Then that's going to be some more issues that the parents are going to have to deal with within themselves and then also with, you know, the biological father or, or mother that could cause other strenuous issues. And, you know, and, and like you said, you know, he shouldn't have to deal with that. That should be controlled inside the household. But there needs to be some type of, uh, um, you know, mutual meeting to where what will be discussed, how things need to be disciplined. You know, I, I feel like that needs to be, you know, put in place. You know, because you don't I, I, want... Go ahead. Go ahead. I get that, Al, but at the same time, there can be a mutual meeting, but you cannot come to that mutual meeting saying, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, you're not doing this. First off, this is my home. Exactly, exactly. Because, is, like, the, is, thing, is my the thing that you want to do at that meeting is to identify that. Because, you know, if you don't, those other external consequences are going to come from that. Because you're going to have issues between either the biological parents and also the parents that are in the household. You know, you're going to have conflict and issues. And then, like I said, the kids are going to start making, you know, comments such as, like, you're not my mother or my father. I'm going to tell my dad you did this and did that to me. And then, you know, things can get fabricated from there. You know, so you want to try to avoid that and prevent that at all times. We got a caller that wants to comment. Uh, Kev, let's get this call in. Caller, you're now live on the Middleman Talk Show. Uh, Marcus from Oxford, correct? Yeah, how how y'all doing? All right. Um, Good. I just want to comment on the issue with the um, the step-parents. And um, I think what you have to do is, is have a... Um, a sit-down conversation, develop a team to raise a child. But I, I uh, being in the situation, my child is not in my home, and I have a great relationship with her stepfather, but there is no physical discipline that's going to take place. She understands that she must follow the rules of the home, um, but the punishment that, that he applies is not going to be corporal punishment at all. And I think it works fine because, we understand that. And then I haven't been married, you know, to her mom. I had a stepchild that I'd never put my hands on when she was growing up. and uh, But I disciplined her at the same time because it can create some problems when you put your hand on someone else's child, uh, especially if you have not grown up with that child in the home from the very beginning. And see, I, 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 I absolutely agree with you. The, the issue that comes into play is, one, you just like you said, y'all were on the same page when when it came to, you know, the decisions about your children. I don't think that any sane parent wants to whip their children. Let's let right. get that out of the way now. I don't think that there's a sane parent that wants to whip their children. However, 
if you're in a situation where the child is just flat out out of control and you're the step parent in that situation and the biological parents are nowhere near anywhere to diffuse that situation at, at the time, you have to be the parent and you have to you have to apply the rules of your household. I'm sorry. I mean, I just, Mark, I'm sorry, Marcus. Uh, you, ha- you have to apply the rules of, you know, of that house, of your household. And I think well, that anybody, as long as you're with, well within reason, and like I said, I'm not talking about go off and just throw the kid down the flight of steps. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is certain situations call for certain actions. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, and this is, this is, even if you're coming in a household with two biological parents, um, one parent can be very upset that you discipline the biological child. And and you don't want to see the biological mother sometimes, the biological father, you know, discipline your child, even though you accept that. But to have someone outside of that, those two parents do it, it's going to really create, in many cases, a lot of hostility in your relationship. So... I mean, like, to have a great partnership with um, my daughter's stepfather, but he he knows that how I feel about that whole corporal punishment thing. You know, she disrespectful punish her by all means, you know, remove her from the situation. But if you physically put her hands on her from being a parent, you're going to believe what your child said because you don't want your child to be hurt in any way. And if... It's excessive in any way, then there are going to be consequences from coming from a biological parent to this step parent. That you just, I mean, you're going to, you're going to, because you love your child and you, you know that you're not going to physically harm your child, but you really don't know if this other person is going to, uh, you know, spank your child excessively or not. Mm-hmm. And maybe I a little abusive. I absolutely right. agree with the excessive part. Let's be honest, though. Most of your cases where you have abuse in the in the, uh, in the household, they don't come from a step parent. Let's be well, honest. Well, that's not necessarily so. I mean, sometimes they come from the biological parent. Well, I mean, I can understand that, but a lot of cases, step parents can be abusive as well, too. And I'm just saying, from a biological standpoint, now you, if you have a child, do y'all have children? First and foremost. Yeah. Okay. If your daughter or your son says, Daddy, um, my stepdad whooped me um, and hit me and it, and it hurt or they did something to me that I felt like was excessive, you're going to believe your child after you ask uh, because that's the parent of you, because you don't want your child to go into the harm. You're going to ask the question, but if your child says they hit me or cussed me or did something, the parent of you is going to react to that. So that's why I'm saying to to really prevent that situation from jumping off, I say it would be better if if you didn't do the physical discipline. Because if my daughter says to me right now, Daddy, he hurt me, I'm going to believe my child, and I'm going to take action immediately. That's just the parent of me. And I think most parents will do that. It it will be repercussions. She's nine years old, but I'm sorry. I got to go with her. That's me. I have several comments on the chat board that I need to uh, get out uh, there to the public. Um, um, the comments are coming from our caller calling earlier, saying he said that extensive research data 
is now available to support a direct correlation between corporal punishment and childhood and aggressive or violent behavior in teenage and adult years. And in most cases, um, bad behavior, the child is simply responding in a way only he can, given his age and experience, to neglect of basic needs. And, of course, these needs are proper sleep, nutrition, uh, treatment of um, hidden allergy, fresh air, exercise, things of that nature. But his greatest need is is for his parents is the undivided attention. And, you know, he also goes on to uh, state later that um, punishment, you know, distracts the child from learning how to resolve conflict in an effective and humane way. And it also interferes with the bond between the parent and child as it is not human nature to feel loving towards someone who hurts us. And... um, he finishes up with a uh, last comment as far as uh, punishment. Um, physical punishment gives the dangerous and unfair message that uh, it makes it right that it is permissible to hurt someone else, provided that they are smaller and less powerful than you are. That's a good comment right there. Um, you know, because children, you know, learn through parental modeling. Physical uh, punishment gives the message that hitting is an appropriate way to express feelings and to to solve problems. Good comment, Stan. Well, yeah, I agree with Stan to a certain degree. But like like uh, Shan said, yeah. Shan Sorry. said over Shan, Shan, Shanda Malone said over on the uh, web chat, spo- uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's a certain mm-hmm. level of discipline that you have to have with your children, not like beating them down and nothing like that. Not at all. Right. And, and when right. it comes to when it comes to you know just you and your spouse having agreement. Or, or being agreeance to that, you definitely have to have have an understanding, as Miss Crowder said earlier, especially when you first start a relationship before you introduce kids to the relationship or introduce your child to that other person in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to also, when you get ready to discipline that child, mm-hmm. explain to them why. they Because they, they already know what they did. They know the consequences. we all been there and done that. Uh, uh, but I... I think you should, after you um, tell them to pick what switch or what belt they decide they want you to flip them with, mm-hmm. explain to them the reason why you're flipping them. Because if they decide to do it again, they'll be like, well, okay, you know what? Last time I got a beat down because of that. I ain't going to say a beat down, but I got discipline because be political no, 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 correct. I don't know what it is. You got your butt whipped. <laughs> Now, well, yeah, you I, don't I, want your now you don't want your kid going back to school. My mama whooped me. <laughs> you, you don't you want know, that. Everybody to wants to be political correct and not use certain terminology. Uh, but back in my day, you know, my mama would whoop me and talk to me while she uh, raising uh, that that switch of that belt. Mhm. You know. Very simple. Yes, and I understood and understand what she was saying, even though I thought she was crazy. But again, yeah, she felt every word that she said. Yeah, yeah. I thank <laughs> I God for their actions. I just I don't agree with this statement of punishment interferes with the bond between parent and child. Is it's not human to say? Like I, I I don't, you know, I, I'm sorry. Like I said, I respect Stan's opinion, but you know, I can only go by. How I grew up, mm-hmm. and that did not affect. You, you're right. You know what? It did affect because it made me appreciate my mother so much more. 
Because at no time growing up did I ever feel any hate for my mother because of the way I was disciplined. It was what it was. And especially in my adult life, I could appreciate it even more, especially being a parent now. Yeah. Okay. Um, and on that note, I think we're going to um, – we we need to go ahead and get ready to wrap this up. Yeah, but now, uh, on. we got Charlie, man. We want to make sure we don't forget our man Charlie. Charlie just uh, want to give us a comment. Hold on one second. Charlie, you are live. Hey, I just wanted to say uh, I've been listening to the show. I've been listening all the while. Uh, I think your guest is fantastic. Uh, I think the uh, idea of talking about discipline, I think part of the problem that I, that I see with modern children is that we've been listening to a lot of these liberal ideals about don't spank the child. My mother told me and my little brothers butt up when we messed up. <laughs> and like Nick said, I mean, we're from the South, so we we understand that switch. Right. Uh, but like Nick said, I, now that I'm older and I'm an adult, I appreciate those butt whoopings because those butt whoopings actually kept me out of jail, kept me out of trouble, um, and taught me respect for authority, taught me respect for my health. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's very important. Young people today don't have the respect of their elders. I came up in a time when if I was messing up, it didn't necessarily take my mother to whoop me. My neighbor would whoop me. Yeah. And then tell my mother, and then I'd get another whoop. So even when I was out of my mother's ear and eye shot or eyesight, I was still being watched and governed by the community. And I hope that we can get back to that one day very soon, that collective family, that extended family, because that's going to be key to survival. Right now, our kids are out of control. They're out of control, serious. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. I have to say. Hey, thank you, Charlie. Hey, I want to thank everybody for, yeah. um, you know, calling into the show and uh, listening to the show live today. We had a lot of things in which we discussed, um, such as, you know, dealing with the boundaries in marriage, as far as um, are there any boundaries in marriage that a husband and wife should have or should not have? Um, you know, also, who should you release your information to as far as within a family member, friends, and coworkers, and how should you release it to them? We also discuss uh, should men and women who have close friends or the opposite sex continue their relationship when they're married. Um, we also, you know, talked about, um, you know, Males discussing relationship issues with the opposite sex, and also females discussing relationship with, uh, issues with the opposite sex. And uh, we we talked about the Facebook um, situation that is currently going on, as such as, you know, can a husband and wife continue having their own personal Facebook accounts, or should they combine them and have a joint account? Um, you know, and then we went into talking about finances, of course, which we started off with that. Um, such as, um, you know, how should you handle, you know, someone who uh, maybe is irresponsible with uh, the finances dealing, dealing with the marriage, and also should you have a joint bank account or just keep it separate? Um, and then lastly, we discussed as far as the disciplinarian styles and how should you deal with that, you know, coming from different backgrounds and also whether or not um, if uh, a husband or a wife who have kids from their previous relationships should their spouse be able to discipline their child. If you want to go back and listen to this show fully, make sure you, you go to 
www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman and just click on the show boundaries and relationship. It should be live to uh, re-listen um, possibly around uh, 8.30 Eastern Time or 7.30 uh, Central Time if you want to go back and listen to the show again. Um, you can definitely share this show with your friends and colleagues and other associates on Facebook. You can just, um, it should be a share button on under the download button on the Blog Talk site where you can actually share this episode with your friends if you want them to listen to it as well, too. And uh, please tell a friend and tell more friends to uh, tune in to the Middleman Talk Show. Um, Kev, you got anything else you want to add on today? Man, I, I appreciate everybody. Make sure that you tune in this Thursday. Um, we're going to have a, a very interesting talk of the town this Thursday. I know uh, man Nick won't be in with us, but we're definitely going to put down a great show uh, on Talk of the Town this Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, like like Al said, if you know anybody that would like to get some opinions off or you got a stressful week and you want to talk about something, call us. That's mm-hmm. what we're here for. And we do thank everybody that's on the web chat, all the guests that we had, uh, our man Doug, Shonda Malone, uh, and everybody else. That, and also Stan, even though Stan got a little upset. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to back away from the uh... – from the chat board for a second. Yeah, it's all good, man. But uh, you know, yeah, hey, we're civil over here. We yeah. we do appreciate everybody. Uh, Miss Crowder, uh, we do appreciate you today with all your great insight. And hopefully, that someone will go back and listen to the show and get a, a better understanding of what we can do to tear down some of these boundaries that are preventing us from having a proper and happy marriage. Thank you guys for inviting me. Thank you very Most much. Definitely. All right, and. Thank you so much. Man, shout out to our co-host, Jen. Uh, she said she was going to come through today. I ain't seen her. It's all good. It's all good. One up, one down, fellas. Most of you Yeah, there we go. Woo! The middle man shouted, beat Chris shouted. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for, don't take a listen time. I take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, feel. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out the master plan to put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a real to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man, cause he was down the wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in, go live, 6 p.m. Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening in the middle me? Hey, what's happening in the middle me? Hey, what's happening in Blog Talk Radio.com? The middle me. Hey, Nick. Yeah. You had me kind of worried there for a second. Why you say that now? <laughs> I thought you were about to go find Stan IP address and go find him. Man, let me tell you, like I said, I just, you know, we all respect each other's opinions here. Don't talk about my mama. Don't say my mama was wrong, you know, for the way she raised me. Your situation is your situation, player. Yes, sir. It right. is. Man. Man. That web chat was hey, in today. You ever talk about a black man, mama boy? I'm telling you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Woo. Great yeah. show, fellas. Great show. All right, man. Well, you know we can go ahead and leave the studio right now, man. We can do like them cats do and just drop the mic and be gone. Shout out, Charlie. Braxton. Yeah, baby. Um...
you know what? I got to play a clip, and I'm just realizing this. But, as usual, we always... Duh. Winning. It's for you, Nick. Yeah, this your boy Southside checking in with the Middleman Talk Show. And you already know, if you ain't connected through the Middleman, you ain't connected at all. You know what? I'm leaving. All right, man. All right.